0: Plan savings with three lines of T Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. In Houston, what happens today?
1: Had to have survived one of the worst weeks Um, when it comes to buys is what I'm saying. And last week was an atrocious week for people. I mean, a lot of experts were calling it by Mageddon, by Apocalypse. Tons of players out for the Bills, the Patriots, or not the Patriots, the Bills, the Steelers. The Jags, because you got James Robinson. We'll talk about him this week. But again, as we do every week, is this is a Fantasy Football Sunday show on 610 Sports Radio. is brought to you by Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. Um, I like to give everybody at least somewhat of a heads up on who's in, who's out um, this week when it comes to fantasy football. And players out for Sunday include these names. Um, Antonio Brown, Taysom Hill, Christian McCaffrey, Ugin, and... Uh, Terrence Marshall, Chris Evans, Tevin Coleman, Zach Wilson, Julio Jones, Miles Sanders, Cleo Mack, uh, Deshaun Jackson's out. We know he's going to get traded here soon, at least by Tuesday. Boy, Tuesday's going to get hot um, for the trade deadline. Um, But those are players that are not going to be playing today in your fantasy worlds. The players that are in that maybe you were questioning yourself if they're going to play. Again, there's still no news about Dallas yet. We don't know yet. Um, just because that game is a later game. So everything that normally happens on a Sunday around 10, 1030 when you get it. Um, we don't know about Prescott's calf. He's going to test it in pregame. Zeke, eh, I, we'll get to that game. That's a terrible tease. But we'll get there. But players that are in, Baker Mayfield, doesn't really do much for you. Nick Chubbs in, Jerry Judy, my guy Jerry Judy, big Jerry Judy fan. Uh, Rob Gronkowski playing today. Um, Stefan Gilmore, Debo Samuel, Trey Lance playing um, as well, for those of you that are uh, that are following the uh, Jimmy Garoppolo-Trey Lance debacle that's happening in San Francisco, but uh, your bye weeks this week, guys that are out are Baltimore players and Las Vegas Raiders players. So no Josh Jacobs, no Henry Ruggs, no Derek Carr, no Hollywood Brown, no Lamar Jackson this week, but we might have some players that could step in for Lamar Jackson that were available on the waiver wire or probably stash on your bench for that one week uh, to start. But as we do every week, let's get into some matchups. Matchup number one, and don't forget, Steven Serta will join us at 925 as he does every Sunday as we do this show on 610 Sports Radio. Again, Dusty Likens with you. Chris Unicero as well. Big Sunday coming up next. Uh... Boy, they've got some takes, I can tell you that much. Uh, first matchup of the day, we're gonna get to it right away. It's the Monday Night Football matchup. Chiefs, Giants, I get it. Pets heads are falling off, the world is over in Kansas City. Players, fans, media members, everybody's got a knife in this fight. But stay true to the fantasy dancers that got you to the ball for so many years. Tyree Kill's still gonna be just fine. Travis Kelsey gonna be just fine. Tara Williams gonna be just fine. Patrick Mahomes, last week, worst start of his career. It's an anomaly. Something tells me, now maybe I'm wrong because I do a lot of gambling, but something tells me the Chiefs are going to hit the over on their own and they're going to hit the spread very, very simplistically because it's nine and a half. They play a Giants team where nobody's playing and the Chiefs will be just fine with their stars. I think Tyreek Hill has a big week. I think Travis Kelsey has a big week. I think Mahomes has a big week. None of this is bias. It's just facts. The Giants are bad and nobody's playing for the Giants. I will say this, though. You got to play Danny Dimes. You got to play him. You got to play the quarterback that got you there on the bye week. Daniel Jones this week is a must play. The Chiefs ranked 31st when it comes to ranks against quarterback play. Now, they've played some damn good quarterbacks, but Daniel Jones is a bad quarterback against a good matchup. The Chiefs can't stop play action. The Chiefs can't stop mobile quarterbacks. You've seen that against. Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Ryan Tannehill even had his way. If you want to consider him mobile, he's not. He's just a big dude. But all these quarterbacks, Josh Allen, they have their way when they run the ball. Daniel Jones is over under in rushing yards. was 28 and a half. And for some reason, it dropped in the middle of the afternoon on Friday to 21. I don't really understand that. Maybe they think the Chiefs are going to be pissed off and not let him go. But you have to start Daniel Jones this week. And Devontae Booker as well, who's probably been a popular Addition to mini waiver wire additions when Saquon Barkley once again got hurt. Monte Booker goes up against the Chiefs, who are 23rd against the run. Did pretty well, I guess, against Derrick Henry last week. But again, that game is such an anomaly when it comes to fantasy sports because of the fact Tennessee didn't have to do anything in the second half. They put that thing in cruise control, got in the right lane, and just let it just let the rest of the game ride out. I give you a timeout, real quick. I will say this. You got to start maybe, maybe, maybe Sterling Shepard. The Chiefs do decent jobs against wide receivers. Again, last week in Jay Brown, he ate him up, chewed him up, spit him out. Sterling Shepard, though, is pretty much the only option. I know there's a lot of people that are like Dusty, Evan Ingram. I just don't trust Evan Ingram. I haven't trusted Evan Ingram for two and a half years now. I will continue not to trust Evan Ingram. And since they've made the change from Dan Sorensen to Juan Thornhill, the tight ends have not really done much against the Chiefs. It's been two weeks. Ricky Seals-Jones had one catch that went for the house. But again, I don't like Evan Ingram. But I do have to say if you're in a deep league and you have a guy like, I don't know, Henry Ruggs on bye or something like that, and you need to play a flex somehow, Sterling Shepard might get you there. That's the only reason I would play him is if you need somebody like that on a bye. Next matchup comes up. It's the Dolphins at the Bills. This is slam dunk number one. There's always two. Slam dunk number one is just the Bills. Everything reads recipe for disaster against Miami. You have these games once every week, right? You have the game that when you look at the scoreboard, you think to yourself, clearly obvious. Bills are double-digit favorites in this game. It's at home. It's off a buy. It is a division game, but let's look at what's going on. Miami ranks as one of the worst teams against quarterbacks. Josh Allen's coming off a bye with Stefan Diggs. I don't know about Singletary. You shouldn't even have him on a roster. He should be completely out of your leagues anywhere. If somebody picks him up, they're a sucker, but you look at Diggs. You look at Allen, the Bills scream like they're going to do very, very well against this Cole Beasley's a good play. Emmanuel Sanders is a good play. Bills' defense, obviously a great play. Miami just has a lot going on with the whole Deshaun Watson. Tua's our starter. Now there is some hope. Very, very bleak. You don't start Tua this week, obviously. Last week, good job if you did. Devontae Parker's back. He's going to play this week. Devontae Parker's been very, very good with Miami. He's always fit in well with Miami. In fact, when he was with Ryan – not Ryan Tannehill – Ryan Fitzpatrick, Devontae Parker was absolutely on fire in Miami. He's back. It's been a couple weeks. This is a week in which he has a tough matchup against the Bills. But Devontae Parker's back. I'm not starting Miles Gaskin. I'm not starting Mike Gusecki. And only playing Devontae Parker if I'm in a deep league or a rough situation or you're looking for that cheap daily play – that you can get him in there on a cheap play and hope that he has a big boom. But I don't think that's going to happen because he's just, well, Miami's just bad. When it comes to the next matchup, I look at Panthers-Falcons. Let me be honest with you. I thought this was the year that Calvin Ridley turned into Julio Jones at 25. It's on, on par to do that. It literally is set up well for Calvin Ridley to have the week that we've all waited for. That week, the 30-plus week, the one that Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup put up every other week. I think this is that week for Calvin Ridley. He's coming off a bye. One of those teams in the Bye Five straight games, Calvin Ridley. He's only played six weeks, right? Seven weeks. This will be his seventh week. So he's played six weeks, and five of those weeks, five straight, is double-digit targets. The problem is the passes aren't really there. Matt Ryan's not really there anymore. It's still there with the volume, but eventually Calvin Ridley's just going to turn into that dude, take one to the house, and then just continue to keep catching passes in the game. I think this is the game he doesn't. Now, I'm sure you're thinking to yourself, Dusty, Carolina's defense, it's pretty damn good. You're right, but let's be real with it. Carolina is the NFC version of the Broncos. Started out 3-0, total disaster. Bitched their quarterback last week against a Giants team that was supposed to lose, and they didn't. And Sam Darnold looks terrible. So, yes, I do think there is a little bit of issue with the Carolina Panthers. I think the Falcons, who have a guy like Kyle Pitts, big game this week as well. You saw him kind of break out of that rookie shell last week. And if there's one thing that we know, rookie tight ends, don't ever do well in year one in the NFL. This week is also different. I think Kyle Pitts can have a big week this week. I will say this. Kyle Pitts, Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, those are the three plays. Carolina, I guess if you want to play Chuba or Chuba Hubbard, that's fine. This game could be a slot fest. There's many of those this week. And this is a game that could have one of those interesting back and forth. But if there's one thing that you do keep in mind for Carolina, DJ Moore is that dude. DJ Moore is still that dude. He's that good. He knows what he's doing. He's getting lots of targets from no matter who's playing quarterback. And DJ Moore, to me, is still worth the start. But that's it. I don't really even care to start Chuba Hubbard unless you have to, unless you handcuffed him with uh, Christian McCaffrey, who, like many of you last year, are just sitting on your phone every Thursday and Friday seeing if he practiced and if he's back uh, with the Carolina Panthers. This next matchup is my upset of the week. I think the Steelers beat the Browns. I know that might not sound like a gigantic upset, but it is. And I think when I was filling in on Cody and Gold on Friday, I think if the Steelers do win, we're going to see a flip in the script from the AFC West to the AFC North, and everyone's going to call the AFC North the toughest division in the AFC. I think the AFC West is still one of the tough, if not the toughest division in all of football. I get it. The NFC West is absolutely on fire as well. But... Steelers, Browns. Nick Chubb is back. We mentioned that earlier in the show. Baker Mayfield is playing as well. That doesn't really do anything for me unless you're a Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr. owner. But again, Odell Beckham Jr., three games with two or fewer receptions and 30 receiving yards this season. That's not good. I don't know if Stephen A. Smith knows something that I don't know, but I do know that Odell Beckham needs to get the hell out of Cleveland to continue his career towards the Hall of Fame. Baker Mayfield back does kind of help that production with him. Also, Nick Chubb can open up the passing play. Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield, and OBJ all back for Cleveland. But again, you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh ranks seventh versus the run. They know how to stop the run when it comes to the Cleveland Browns. Nick Chubb could have a rough day. No real threat with Kareem Hunt, but Nick Chubb, he's the heavy-volume play this week for the Browns. When it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm honestly not playing any Browns other than those guys that I just mentioned, but when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, Claypool, Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris. Najee Harris is a tough matchup. Cleveland Browns' defensive line is absolutely stunning. I am kind of worried how many sacks Miles Garrett can have against the statue and Ben Roethlisberger because time has given up on Ben Roethlisberger. The only thing that he's good at doing is throwing the fade route and hoping that it hits. He'll try it two times a game. One time it'll hit either to Deontay Johnson or to Chase Claypool. I like Claypool more than Deontay Johnson just because of size and just overall talent. I think Claypool's a better player than Deontay Johnson. Some of you are probably frowning thinking there's no way. Deontay Johnson, very, very good. The drops are gone. His trust is there with you on the outside with the Steelers. But I like Claypool better. Najee Harris, you're obviously starting them. You're not going to bench a guy that a lot of people trapped at the end of first rounds and early in second rounds. But again, I just don't know what Ben Roethlisberger is going to do, but we do know two things. He's going to throw the fade route twice, and he's going to throw at least 30-plus times. Oh, by the way, oh, by the way shout out to Dearness Johnson who got some of us through one week when it comes to fantasy waiver wire pickups and guys that were on buys or went out with injury Dearness Johnson you're gonna be the other guy but Nick Chubb's gonna get the heavy volume next game slam dunk number two Bengals Jets come on I'll give you $50 anybody that could tell me who's starting at quarterback for the Jets no one it's the most cliche white guy name in the world his name is literally Mike White that's who's playing for the Jets. If you're listening now, you're leaving church, you're getting up early and running for some coffee or doing something, go look in your league and see if the Bengals' defense is available. It's probably not. It was a heavy wire pickup this week. But they went and got Flacco. He's not playing. If he does, it'll be because this Mike White guy does a Nathan Peterman and throws four picks in the first half. And maybe I'm being nice to Peterman because I think it might have been five in the first half. I don't remember, but I know it was a bad deal. I think it was five, four, five. It was five. And now he's playing with the Raiders. Well, John Gruden's out, so somebody's going to be like, why are you still here? Maybe. But again, go get the Bengals defense, man. Are you kidding me? This is a slam dunk. Jamar Chase continues to be that guy. You know how good of a year Cooper Cup's had? Jamar Chase has had basically the same year. He just doesn't have the – he's a little bit behind on yards, just a tad. He's only two touchdowns behind Cooper Cup. You thought Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford had a relationship when they went and ate breakfast together? Think about Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. College buddies. Everyone said last year that Jamar Chase was better than Justin Jefferson and nobody believed it. Do you believe it now? Do you believe it now? Jamar Chase, record year as well as Cooper Cup. But can Jamar Chase have 200 yards again? Yeah. Yeah, the Jets, are, they're that bad. They're that bad. Yes, they beat the Tennessee Titans. The NFL is full of parody week after week after week. Jamar Chase has been just as good as Cooper Cup with 20-plus points in four of seven weeks in fantasy football and most PPR standard league scorings as well. This also feels like a big, big T Higgins game. Joe Burrow is a must-start. Must-start. I know there's people out there that probably have Lamar Jackson, and maybe you were smart enough to take Burrow in, like, the 14th round where he was falling in most pre-drafts this year. Start Joe Burrow this week. Joe Burrow should have a very big game. The last time I called for a big game from a quarterback, it wasn't really that much of a stretch. But it was Tom Brady versus the Dolphins. I said this feels like a four-touchdown, 400-yard game for Tom Brady. He did just that. Trust me here. Start Joe Burrow. Start T. Higgins. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
0: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game.
1: That's what you've got to do. And when you come to this and you think about this, when it comes to Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, all these guys, I get it. Uzma as well as the tight end who's having a big week this week as well. You got to start him too. That's just my two cents when it comes to the Bengals. Again, it's Mike White for the Jets. He's the backup. So, yeah, go get the Bengals defense. Start him if you can. Pick them up if you can. They just may not be available Uh, for everybody in everybody's leagues. Because again, as the NFL gets better, I feel like a lot of fantasy leagues get better. (laughs) Steven Serta will join us at 925 when we get back here soon. But right now we're still into matchups. Titans, Colts. I hate to say this. I'm probably going to eat these words here in a little bit. I don't like Derrick Henry this week. Here's why. The Colts are actually starting to trend in the right direction. The Colts are starting to get on that pavement of everybody who thought they could be that team, that sneaky playoff team that could maybe get in there, win a game. It seems like Carson Wentz's offense and Frank Wright's mechanics are starting to fit together. I get it, Carson Wentz is still not really that much of a trustworthy quarterback, but when it comes to this matchup, I kind of like a little bit of the Colts defense more than I like Derrick Henry. And again, this is probably gonna screw me. Derrick Henry again only needs I think 131 yards to get to his first 1,000 on the season. Just 131. Just 131 yards. And he has 1,000. We're at week eight. Okay? I'll say this again. Derrick Henry is the best running back to ever play football. There's a lot of people that don't agree with that. And that's fine. Derrick Henry is the best running back I've ever seen. He's the best running back to ever play football in the league. I don't love him this week, though. You know who I do love, though? I do love A.J. Brown. Because last week, Julio Jones tried to play, tried to play, didn't play much. A.J. Brown was once again left alone on the right side, and Ryan Tannehill found A.J. Brown. He had an explosive week against the Chiefs. But I mean this when I say this. The Chiefs aren't terrible against wide receivers. Yes, their passing yards allowed looks terrible, but that's more so to like running backs, tight ends, not necessarily receivers. Last week, they did have a bad game against A.J. Brown. But, again, whatever it means to say, as for the Colts, I like like Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor's that dude. Since he's gotten better, since Jonathan Taylor's gotten better, Carson Wentz has gotten better, and that offense is starting to roll. Here's the thing, though, because I saw this on the Jay Southland Toast Service text line when it came in and asked the first question of the day for fantasy football. Sterling Shepard, T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton, as of 7 o'clock this morning, was still a questionable decision for the Colts. I don't know if they're going to play him. When he does play, he's heavily targeted, and he's the veteran that can get balls thrown his way many, many times. But I just probably are going to stay away from T.Y. Hilton unless you have a slam dunk flex at 3 o'clock, which we'll get to who I think it is. But I just don't know if you can start T.Y. Hilton this week. But I just, again, 131 short a 1,000 for Derrick Henry. So if I do not like him this week, it'll probably come back and screw me. I don't know if that'll happen, but you're obviously starting. (laughs) Last matchup before we go to break and get to Steven Surdy here on the Fantasy Football Show on Sunday morning with Dusty Likens and Chris Unicero. Philly versus the Lions. Gainwell, that was everybody's big guy in the wire this week, right? You went up and got him because Miles Sanders out. Philadelphia runs the ball. Jalen Hurts doesn't really do much other than run and scramble and throw to Devonta Smith. I think this is the blowout game for Devonte Smith. I think this is where Devonte Smith goes nuts. I think this is the game that we see him as the true professional player that he is—a wide receiver one in that offense for Philadelphia. A big week for Jalen Hurts as well, because I hope already rostered was gainwell. If not, your league gets the 29th ranked squad against the run. This is a game that screens a lot of yards and points for running backs. Philadelphia is 30th against the run when it comes to defenses in fantasy football. And you know what that means. DeAndre Swift's probably going to have himself a game as well. I like DeAndre Swift. I like Gainwell. I like Hurts. I like Devontae Smith. I like all those guys this week. I think, again, this is the breakout week for Smith, and I think that this is an also a good game that you could start your guy T.J. Hawk out of Iowa. It's not going good for the college team, but T.J. Hawkinson is slowly but surely becoming one of the best tight ends in football. When we come back, Steven Serta will join us here on the Fantasy Football Show on 610 Sports Radio. We'll be right back with Steven Serta.
0: You're listening to Fantasy Football Sunday with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.
1: Back on a Fantasy Football Sunday with your hosts, me, Dusty Likens, and Chris Unicero here this morning. What a beautiful day. No Chiefs game. Perfect excuse to go golfing. Did it yesterday. Loved it. Had a great time. But uh, also, if you're a Chiefs fan, you have a full day to just sit back, relax, do fantasy football stuff, and just pay attention to red zone. This is like, to me, I love Monday night games when your team's playing because it gives you Sunday to do whatever the hell you want. Joining us now is a guy that gets more ass than Pete Davidson. That's a fact. My guy, Steven Surtis. Steve, how you doing today?
2: Uh, what an intro. Uh, Thank you, Dusty. It's been a couple of weeks. Happy to be back. Hope, uh, hope the fantasy squads doing Okay. my
1: man. You know, I've been kind of on a run and I, okay. So this is just, no one cares actually yet, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, I've won this league that I'm in one of them. I've won it two years in a row. And last year, well, I guess previous I've been to this, the championship game three years in a row. And I told everybody that if I won three straight championships, I would quit the league. Well, now I started this year off one and three, and I've ripped off three games in a row because I love waiver wires. That's where I think championships are made. I think that's where they can be won. And I've just slam dunked the waiver wire. And all these guys are pissed because they think that since I do this job and talk to you, that you're giving me inside information, and that's why I'm winning.
2: Well, I can reassure them, and you can let them listen to this if you want, that I just do a lot of research, like every other fantasy football analyst that exists, right. and I hope that my research pays off, because more often than not, it does, but it's strictly us just looking for like consistency and safest picks on a weekly basis. That's how you do it.
1: Um Sir, do we segue right into the questions I have for you, and then we'll get to the Jay Southland Toe Service service text line. Um, The first question I have for you is, what are your thoughts? Because I talked about it the first game, first matchup. What are your thoughts on these Chiefs' offensive weapons? They're still the same dudes. They're still going to produce, right? I mean, they have a lot of favorable matchups. No one should panic right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're still playing Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill on a weekly basis. Um, I think you're still playing Daryl Williams this week without question. And if Clyde was in the lineup, I would still be playing Clyde without question every single week because of just where you drafted him and what you're expecting from him in the Chiefs offense. Um, Everybody else on this offense, you can't go near. Like, I'm not putting Byron Pringle or Demarcus (laughs) Robinson or McCole Hardman into my lineups. in. McCole hardman it's just i've gotten burned by it so much this season where it's a prime matchup for him to break you know that long touchdown that we've been waiting for all season and he just simply hasn't done it he has shown no consistency he has shown no leap forward that we were hoping to see with him being the number two wide receiver without sammy watkins and so I wouldn't even want McCole Hardman on a roster right now, let alone actually putting him into one of my fantasy lineups.
1: I think when we go to the next team, when there is room for panic and where I think I've been heavy this week, talking about it on our, uh, our old four thirty five podcast network forced punt podcast. One of my biggest points this week was, I think if you're a owner of DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett, you have to deal them because Geno Smith is destroying them when it comes to fantasy value. Obviously last week, DK had the, the breakout game, uh, or the breakout play, I guess I should say, against uh, against Claiborne. But again, it was like that was it, and then they combined three catches for under 30 yards. So, are you dealing these guys, or are you holding serve with uh, with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf?
2: I mean, yeah, if you can, uh, I, I would see what I would get could get for DK first. So, you know, put it out there and. And see what other fantasy managers are willing to offer him. Especially, I guess, this is a good game if they don't really look that deep into the stat line. Because he had the 84-yard touchdown, but he only wound up with two catches for 96 yards to that game. So, you got 84 of it on one play, and then 14 yards the rest of the game. So, they're just simply not letting Geno Smith throw the football down the field. Like, he's got one of the lowest depth of targets since he became a starter in the NFL uh, for the Seahawks this season since Russell Wilson went down so they're just simply not letting him throw the football down the field and Chris Carson's hurt and so their backfield super banged up they're basically using a three man committee backfield now so with Russell Wilson and Chris Carson going down it's basically rendered the Seahawks offense useless to fantasy football which is really frustrating Um I don't think you can get anything for Tyler Lockett, really. I think you could still get something for DK Metcalf, and maybe you'll get somebody who's willing to, you know, give you another upper echelon type of player. But honestly, you probably just kind of have to hold on to them and, you know, play the matchups of. They're not every week starts necessarily anymore. Uh, you just got to figure out who you want in your lineup based on what the matchup is that week. And more often than not, it's going to be DK Metcalf over Tyler Lockett. Cause I just don't think you can rely on Tyler Lockett at all right now.
1: One of the guys that I was really big on this year. Cause I thought that the, the surrounding weapons helped him, which is kind of weird to say in fantasy. Cause normally those numbers do go down. Um, Jerry Judy returns this week and he goes up against the team. That's allowing the most yards. Um, and I think fantasy points against wide receivers in the Washington football team. You starting Jerry Judy this week and letting him go?
2: Yes, I am starting Jerry Judy everywhere this week. Uh, I don't care that it's—he's coming back from injury. It's a you know severe high ankle sprain. You know he's been out seven weeks, eight weeks now, and so he's had plenty of time to recover. He returned to practice two weeks ago for the Broncos, so they've been letting him practice and make sure he's healthy to go. I know they said that he had some soreness and stuff flare up on Friday, so we were afraid he wasn't going to get activated. They are going to activate him, and yes, this Washington secondary is giving up the most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers in the NFL, and it's not even close. Like They're just getting torched by absolutely everybody. They cannot play defense in that secondary. So I love Jerry Judy. I think we saw a strong connection between him and Teddy early on in the season in week one where, you know, Judy looked like he was going to have a monster day prior to getting injured. So I love Jerry Judy. I think you should absolutely play him today. I understand if you want to wait and see a week and, and see what he does, but I am playing him with confidence today, and I think he's going to produce, especially against that terrible Washington
1: secondary. Yeah, I can't agree uh, any, any more with you, because when they started mentioning that he was, uh, when Vic Fangio was like, well, he's going to be back against, uh, off the, in the practice against Cleveland, I was like, well, maybe he doesn't play Thursday night. But when you see that matchup against Washington, I mean, you talk about uh, a saying you guys used to use very often, sports horny. Um, speaking of which... Can Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow keep this up? Because this is just fun to watch every week. And I said this earlier. This is a slam dunk matchup. Can he do 200 again this week?
2: I mean, he's not going to do 200 every week. But uh, can he keep producing the way that he's producing right now? I mean, I don't see any reason why I would say no. <laughs> like, last last week, what, what's impressive about what Jamar Chase has done? really, is that the touchdowns keep coming seemingly in plays that aren't necessarily meant to go for long touchdowns, where it's like almost like broken coverage, fluke play kind of thing, where the play breaks down and Joe Burrow just rolls out and, and looks, where where's Jamar at? Where's Jamar deep? And finds him. And so that's what you really want from your number one wide receiver, right? Is that when the play breaks down... Just get open and let me make a big play to you. And Joe Burrow already has that kind of faith in Jamar Chase because of their time playing together at LSU. And they just picked up right where they left off that national championship season. So it's been incredible to watch Jamar Chase. He's been absolutely amazing. And he's been one of the biggest fantasy steals of the year. And it's not even close. He's been absolutely unreal. You have to start him every week, and I don't think there's any reason you should be concerned about him moving forward. Like, I'm not too concerned about the matchups with Jamar Chase. I am just plugging and playing him into my lineup until he rattles off, like, four games in a row where he does nothing. Otherwise, he is a weekly starter without me even considering who he's playing.
1: Right. I mean, it's just... Everyone was, like, worried that he said some comment about a white stripe on a football and thought he was going to be a disaster and just completely middle yeah. fingers to everyone. He didn't
2: play for almost two years, Right, man. That's a long way to go away from football.
1: What's crazy to me is that when Justin Jefferson was balling last year, everybody's like, well, the guy that he was with in LSU is actually better. And they're like, how is that How is that possible? And now we're seeing the truth uh, come out. Yeah. When it comes to Khalil Herbert, I said this, nobody, and I mean no one, runs against the Bucs. Khalil Herbert did it. Is he the real deal? I think that he looks really good. I
2: think that we got to slow down a little bit on Khalil Herbert. Um, yes, he's looked fantastic. And, I, and I'm not saying he can't keep this up and that he hasn't carved out a role in this offense for himself. But I don't know why we keep, keep kicking David Montgomery to the curb as a fantasy community. When last season he finished the season really strong and wound up being you know a top 10 running back or whatever. And it was... Oh, his schedule's easy. Don't believe that. Even though Jonathan Taylor had the exact same run at the end of the season, and we were all anointing Jonathan Taylor the best running back in football. But David Montgomery, it's, oh, no, he's not very good. He just had an easy schedule. Like, before David Montgomery got hurt, he was on pace to have a career year. He was on pace to be one of the only workhorse bell cow running backs in the NFL. And now that he's hurt and Khalil Herbert's playing well, we're still making excuses as to why David Montgomery isn't going to come back and just be their bell cow running back again. So maybe Khalil Herbert has done enough to carve out a role for himself in this offense. But this is David Montgomery's backfield. I, I don't know why we're so why we're acting like the Bears are so eager to not play David Montgomery or Khalil or that Khalil Herbert is going to take Mo- David Montgomery's job because I just don't think that's realistic. And so if you could trade Khalil Herbert before David Montgomery gets back. You could probably get something good for him right now, and you could probably convince that person, like, oh, he's gonna take David Montgomery's workload. I just don't, I don't believe that for a second. I think David Montgomery's a really good player, and prior to his injury, he was like the entire Bears offense because they simply can't throw the football. So maybe there is a little bit more of of a shared backfield when they come back, but David Montgomery's still gonna be the number one guy there. So I, I'm not investing heavy into Khalil Herbert a- anytime soon.
1: Who's a big sleeper this week, or a few?
2: Um, well, I really like Carson Wentz this week. Actually, um, you know, Wentz has been serviceable in fantasy football, uh, much more so than people are really giving him credit for. Seems to really have found a strong connection with Michael Pittman, who continues to produce and, and looks like an absolute stud. And they get this Titans secondary. And some people are kind of running away from this matchup because of what the Titans did to the Chiefs last week. That game was the outlier. That is not the norm for this Tennessee defense. Prior to that game, Tennessee was the worst secondary in the NFL at giving up fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Not Washington. It was the Titans. They just shut down the Chiefs because the Chiefs looked so bad. Right. And looked like they had no game plan at all against Tennessee. So I actually really like Carson Wentz. I think that that Tennessee defense is going to come back down to earth a little bit this week. And I I already told you, I really like Jerry Judy. I'm playing him absolutely everywhere today. Um, I, I think he's got a chance to really just have a monster game in his first game back against Washington. So I'm really excited to get Jerry Judy into as many lineups as possible today.
1: I have to ask because you said something about trading Khalil Herbert. We talked about it a little bit of a trade earlier. If somebody offers you D or somebody offers you Herbert for DK, do you take that?
2: Uh, I wouldn't, depending on you know wh- what my running back situation is. Right. Like if you're desperate, okay. But David Montgomery's probably going to be back sooner rather than later. Russell Wilson's not done for the season. He's expected to be back at some point. You know so. I would still rather have DK than like two weeks of Khalil Herbert because that's probably what you're getting.
1: Jerry Judy, your only lock of the week, or you got another one?
2: Uh well yeah, I mean I liked I liked Jerry Judy a ton. I liked um Carson Wentz was another guy that yeah. I put into several lineups today. Um, I really like Jonathan Taylor today He's just been an absolute monster He's been on an absolute tear So I think you gotta get him into your lineup And I really like James Robinson today James Robinson, I, I talked about how David Montgomery Is one of the few running backs in the NFL
1: yeah.
2: Who could, who had a clear cut Bell cow workload um, James Robinson is that He is that dude And he's coming off of a bye week uh, Jaguars are coming off their first win Of the season, everything's lining up for james robinson to have another huge game and seattle's been absolutely awful against opposing running backs this season they're giving up a ton of yards on the ground ton of scores so
1: i think james robinson's
2: in for a huge day today
1: steve let them know where they can find you where they can hear you and what you do outside of your uh football watching days uh well you can follow me on
2: twitter at steven serta um, me and Rocky Magania will be live immediately following the Chiefs game versus Giants game on Monday night on the Arrowhead Pride uh, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. So if you guys want to watch us talk about the Chiefs game, hopefully a Chiefs win, um, we'd be we'd very much appreciate that. We do that each and every week after the Chiefs game. So we would very much appreciate you checking us out,
1: Steven Serta, Thank you again. We'll talk to you. Uh, I don't know. We'll talk to you when the Chiefs don't play at noon. How about that Saturday, Sunday mornings at nine a nine twenty five. On 610 Sports Radio. Thank you, Sierra. All right. Thanks, Dusty. Take care. All right. When we get back, we get into more matchups. And uh, I kind of agree with Serta when it comes. We get
0: it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds?
1: Wrapping up a Fantasy Football Sunday brought to you by Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. Dusty Likens, Chris Finacero here with you, just joined by Steven Serta. Again, follow Serta, at Steven Serta. He's, he's out there, man. He's, he's, he's on the Twitter sphere every Sunday, and it starts at 9 a.m., and it goes all the way until, like, 1030. And we've got a doozy of a matchup tonight. We'll get into that in a little bit. I am really excited for Sunday Night Football um, but like we always do, we go to the Jay Southland Toe Service text line nine one three five seven six seven six ten. You can ask me any question you have fantasy related, uh, football wise. Uh, Nick Schroot and uh, and uh, Cody Tapp were trying to get me to do a fantasy football show that did everything but football, just fantasy. I don't I don't know how to dive into that for you on a Sunday morning. So again, hopefully you're enjoying your Sunday morning from the text line. Some of them um, flex Khalil Herbert or Tyler Lockett in a PPR. You gotta go, Khalil Herbert. I, I, you just you have to stay away from anybody in Seattle as long as Geno Smith is there. The, the the kid out of West Virginia that at one point was very tied to maybe the Chiefs drafting him. Well, that could have been disastrous. Uh, he probably wouldn't be on this team much longer if he was drafted then. But again, you have to stay away from Seattle players because their value is going down. Um, like we like we heard Serta tell us, DK Metcalf had 94 yards last week, but 85 of them came on one catch. Uh, And Tyler Lockett had one or two catches as well, but only for like 19 yards. So Khalil Herbert definitely gets the play for me there. Another one, which running back should I start? DeAndre Swift or Khalil Herbert? Lance? Um, DeAndre Swift in this situation. DeAndre Swift goes against the 30th ranked defense against the run with the Philadelphia Eagles and a time that seems so long ago. Uh, The Chiefs' very own... Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had one of the best running games of his career, short career, but one of the best running games of his career against the Philadelphia Eagles. So the Eagles do give up a ton of rushing yards. Um, In fact, they're ranked 30th when it comes to fantasy football. Um, But as we did promise, we will get into some more matchups. Maybe. There we go. There's the tune. next matchup we get to 49ers at bears it works perfectly because we were just talking about khalil herbert and this is why i will tell you this khalil herbert should start why um because he's a jayhawk i'm kidding a lot of you didn't know that i honestly thought i knew that i knew he was a local guy but i didn't know he went to ku so don't ever let that doubt you man jay Brinkley, thanks to know that because that's uh that's who gave me that information you can hear jay binkley in literally less than 15 minutes on a big Sunday, he'll be joined with Chris Unicero as well. Um, I'm sure they've got a lot of topics to get to when it comes to this Chiefs team. That you can get more information out of that. But Khalil Herbert, rock chalk, he's my guy this week. I think he's a lock. I think he's a good play. Again, maybe... Oh, man, I feel like Chris Unicero is going to hate me for saying this, but I think Khalil Herbert can be the next James Robinson. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. James Robinson was that dude that everybody found on the waiver wire two years ago played him, and then it just kept going. Kept going. David Montgomery hurts that theory. That's the only issue, but if Khalil Herbert can run for 100 yards against that Tampa Bay defense, my God, that's got to be some sort of two eye openings for you because nobody, and I mean nobody, runs against that Tampa Bay defense, and he did. Put up 100 yards to be a fact of that, and he did it under 25 carries, which is also impressive. Um, no Matt Nagy kind of gives me some hope that I think this team will kind of go against the current Normally when coaches are missed in games, the team doesn't do as well. This just seems like a situation, like what if the Bears play well? What if the Bears do something pretty good on offense? I think Khalil Herbert can be the reason why they would do that. Um, The Niners are a team that really I don't have any value. I got nothing for you. I get it, Trey Lance is back. I don't know how much he's gonna play. Um, It's his first week back since week five. San Francisco's coming off four straight losses. Khalil Mack is out, so maybe Trey Lance can have a little bit of a game there. But again, I just don't trust anybody. Maybe Debo Samuel, who's had, like, the best year for the Niners. I don't know what on earth has happened to Brandon Ayuk. I've been looking for him. I still can't find him. Haven't seen him. That's it. Debo Samuel. It's a bad fantasy roster. It's a bad fantasy game, actually. The only action I really see is Khalil Herbert. Um, Good for you if you picked him up because Damian Williams I don't know what's going on with that guy, but he ain't the guy anymore. Uh, Khalil Herbert, heavy volume today against the Niners um, when it comes to that matchup. Next matchup is the Rams at Texans. Oh, gotcha. Anyways, next matchup, Rams-Texans. I see the Rams in this game. I want to say slam dunk number three, but for some reason the Rams against uh, against the spread, not good. Not a good thing. I don't know why. But the Rams versus Texans, Cooper Cup's going to do it again. And until he doesn't, I'm done saying it. He's just going to keep going out there and being the best damn receiver in football. And I mean this when I say this. Cooper Cup should have some MVP votes. I get it. He's not the guy right now. It's probably Kyler Murray. Derrick Henry's up there. Cooper Cup better be in that conversation. Cooper Cup's had a hell of a year. When it comes to Cooper Cup, why not? Big game for Stafford. It feels like it versus the Texans. Decent defense. Not great. Again, I really like Van Jefferson this weekend and Bob Woods. There's no Deshaun Jackson anymore. He wants out. The Rams are okay with that. They're mutually going to trade. I don't know where he's going to go. He's going to end up on some roster. Is it the Chiefs where he goes? I don't think so. I don't know if you go offensive. You're the Chiefs. You're going to make any moves. You better make it on defense. I don't really think you can convince me to start anybody for the Texans. I really don't think anybody for Houston can play today. I get it. Brandon Cooks has probably been decent in your leagues. He's been okay. But with Mims as quarterback, I really don't want it out there. I don't like Houston. I don't think Houston's good. They're terrible. And I just don't think that you can start anybody for the Houston Texans. I think you can start everybody for the Rams. Hell, screw it. Bet the Rams and bet the over and bet the uh, bet the spread and take the Rams. That's my only advice there, even though it's probably terrible and you'll lose money and I'll end up having to pay for that. Not your money, but, you know, for the line. This next game, this is the James Robinson blowout game. I truly believe that. Steven Serta gave me some uh, solidified information to fill that into my mind. I think this is the James Robinson blowup week. It's against the Seahawks. They're terrible against the run. They're terrible against the pass. I don't think that Trevor Lawrence is going to go out there and let it hang. I'm not saying that, but I think this is the James Robinson blowup week. I think this is where he goes nuts. I think this is a bad football game to watch. Hopefully they don't put much of it on red zone, except for James Robinson continuing to get touchdowns. So every time James Robinson gets a touchdown, tweet at me. At Dusty it. I'll tell you what's up, because you know what's going to happen. I'm calling for 100-plus and two touchdowns this week for James Robinson. As for Seahawks players, you probably have to start DK. You probably have to start Tyler Lockett on your team. But, man, you need to figure out a way to trade those guys as soon as possible. I don't care if Russell Wilson's coming back. You just got to get rid of those Seahawks players. <laughs> When it comes to the next game, it's Pats versus Chargers. This game scares me for Justin Herbert owners. If you remember what Justin Herbert's worst game was last year, it's when Belichick got inside of his head. Belichick does that to many young quarterbacks. This is the second time Bill Belichick will play against Justin Herbert. And I'm not sure what to believe. Can Justin Herbert destroy the Patriots? Patriots are coming off a big game last week where they hung 54 on the scoreboard. Mac Jones looked good for once this year. I know he's a rookie, so I'll take a little bit easy on him. But here's the thing. For those of you worried about Austin Eckler, here's why he's gonna be good this week and why he's playing. Austin Eckler put himself in his own fantasy lineup. You wouldn't do that unless you know you're playing, right? Austin Eckler could have a good week. But again, this game scares me for, for uh, Chargers owners, for player owners for the Chargers, because I just don't know what Bill Belichick's gonna do to Herbert this week. Here's the thing about Mac Jones and Harris for the Patriots. It's hard to believe that there's a worse defense out there right now than the Chiefs. There is. It's the Chargers. The Chargers are atrocious when it comes to defense. They're bad. They're terrible. They're not good. This game is a game that I think that if the Patriots can get inside the head of of, of Herbert, then maybe things can start happening for Harris in New England and Mac Jones can start getting him the ball when it comes to checkdowns. If I'm wrong, and this is one of those back and forth games, which I don't think it is, then yes, there's going to be a good chance that Well, Mac Jones could be a nice villain if you have a guy like Lamar Jackson or Derek Carr on a bye. But this game doesn't really scream like that to me. Next matchup, Bucks saints It's the obvious here. You're starting Alvin Kamara. You're starting Tom Brady. You're starting Chris Godwin. Mike Evans has a tough matchup against Claiborne. They hate each other. There's probably going to be a fight in this game. It's very similar to that, uh, what was that, Brandon Finnegan and Andre Johnson a couple years ago when there was punches thrown and no one knew Andre Johnson was an angry man. We knew he was a bad man when he could go up and get the ball. But this is that game where Mike Evans and Clay, they just kind of take each other out. Chris Godwin looks to have a really, really big game this week, Leonard Fournette playing back home. Well, yeah, playing back home. And Nolens uh, could have a big game as well. Next matchup is Washington at Denver. I think Washington is going to get blown out. I think Jerry Judy is a lock this week. He's back, which means no advance numbers slightly go down, Corlin Sutton numbers kind of go down. But I love Jerry Judy this week. Washington gives up the most yards two opposing wide receivers in the NFL. So Jerry Judy's back. He was the number one target for Teddy Bridgewater in week one before he had that high ankle sprain. Jerry Judy out of Alabama. Look to him to have a very, very big week. He's my number one flex in all of fantasy. And finally, the last game of the day, Cowboys, Minnesota. More action than when the Minnesota Vikings got Herschel Walker and Cowboys got three first round picks. Maybe we see that with Sean Watson soon, but again, Dak Prescott going to be a game time decision. I expect him to play. Zeke Elliott. If you handcuff Tony Pollard, you got to play them both this week because I don't know who's going to get the fair share of the, of the of the handoffs. Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, all these guys coming back in the action, looking for a big bye week win. Justin Jefferson, another guy that plays for Minnesota. Kirk Cousins has been kind of an MVP candidate, not going to be. Eventually, the slipper's going to fall off. The pumpkin's going to you know rot, and it's going to strike midnight. But Kirk Cousins has been good this year. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, all of them are startable players in fantasy this week. This, again, ends our matchups. Whew. We made it. That's so hard to do. I'm so glad there's bye weeks now because when it was early, it was tough. Um, I will say this. Uh, when it comes to start Josh Allen or Joe Burrow from the Joe, Joe, Jay Southland, Toe Service text line, I'm going Allen. But those are both slam dunk games. That's like a win-win situation. If you ask me, if you go Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, I like Joe Burrow. The next question was Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow. You can't. I just don't think you can play just. I just don't think you can play Justin Herbert this week. Bill Belichick is the Mad Hatter, and he gets into people's minds, and it's not good. Thanks to Chris Tunacero, thanks to um, Jay Binkley for giving me the information about uh, Khalil Herbert. I'm glad that he's a Rock Chalk Jayhawk. That's pretty awesome that he's a local kid balling. To all of you listening, to everybody out there, thank you so much. Have a good Sunday. Best of luck with your team. Don't get mad at me if it doesn't work out because I can't tell what these guys are going to do. But I'll tell you this. I won't bark back on you on Twitter and call you uh, toxic. I promise that. Bring me the questions. Bring me the energy. I love it. For all of you that listen, have a good Sunday. Jay Binkley's next with Chris Unicero on 610 Sports Radio. It's a big Sunday. What's he going to do with the Chiefs not playing until Monday? Well, do what he always does, watch football. I'm out of here. Be safe, be easy.
0: You're listening to Fantasy Football Sunday with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spent over here! Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch